lose yourself You can lose yourself in me Free your mind You got your man, I got my girl 
don't feel sorry Put it all on me I'm the danger, the wolf in reality If you feel guilty That you've been with me You're on your own, girl You're making love with me
Mic check. Welcome to Club Shadow episode 281. I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody is in the best spirit ever. This show is brought to you by Shadowware, the god of good fortune. It is midnight and 43 here in Lisbon, Portugal. Lots of love for the stream royalty, Dantana, with $15. March has started. It means that the stream royalty spot is going to be empty. So you want to be the stream royalty next show? You can even do a donation of $1 by the Super Chat right now. And boom, there you are. And you have your name for the whole month. Thanks to a lot to all the sponsors who are pushing this show and, uh, you know, making it uh, a cool show. Don't forget to put your likes. Uh, it's very important. Uh, hi to everybody watching from Facebook. Hi to everybody watching on Twitch. And hi to everybody watching on YouTube. As always, if you are on the other platforms, Come to YouTube, which is where we stream all the time. And from time to time, I stream everywhere. So I'm still welcoming all the likes on Facebook. If you are on Facebook, leave a message saying, hey, I'm on Facebook. Um, and uh, sending you some love. And uh, put some rainbows if you're you on Facebook. Put some hearts if you're on YouTube. Put some uh unicorns if you are on twitch and don't forget to say what time it is where you are watching from and put the flag of where you're watching from all right <sighs> that was it i hope it's not cold for you as it is cold listen it's cold everywhere lisbon is cold even here it's cold when um my wife was about to take the the kid to the, to school this morning i was like yeah probably 11 12 degrees i was like six degrees what is this like in portugal what's going on listen good thing we had a good sun the sun the sun is warm here so it was tolerable but yo it's getting cold like it's getting cold in europe I'm telling you who's sending me messages while i'm live whoever that is listen i gotta tell you something First of all, how are you? There's a girl on Instagram DM who sent me a message. A girl from Kinshasa, Congo, let's say. She's a sister. And I don't know her. She sent me a message on Instagram. And the message read this. Do I have a message? Yeah, probably have a screenshot of that stuff. The message said, so she sent a photo with her check deposit information, a bank account, right? 
her name, etc., and her account number. I don't even know where. Whatever. And then she sent the message. The message says, here is my bank info. Zoom in the bank picture in case you want to send me money. Then she put some hearts. Then she put... Wait. <laughs> I'm not lying. Wait. She said... <laughs> Let me hide her name. <laughs> wait, wait. She said, send me 30,000. <laughs> She said... <laughs> If you want to send me money, send me $30,000 for the ideal. Just for a start. I'm so poor. It would be it would be greatly appreciated if you send me the money. <laughs> it's like it's not like ah, oh, I need a hundred dollars. Or if you had $50 for me, uh, so I could do this, so I, my, my, my mother's sick, I need to buy some medicine, can you help me, send me a PayPal, or, or... No, no, no. Please, can we start with The Congolese in my DMs are amazing. <laughs> Listen, you guys are amazing. <laughs> Yo, that girl said, send me 30K, 30K. <laughs> Not even like 50K, 100K, okay, uh, 300K, no, 30K. 30 mil dollars. 30 mil dollars. Yo! Mais qu'allons-nous faire, commissaire? Qu'allons-nous faire, yo? What is going on? Who makes you think that I got $30,000 to give to you, a stranger that I've never seen in my life? You just arrived like on my DM, send me some, yeah. Dalia knows what she sent me. Dalia, did you receive the pictures that I sent you? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Sabrina, how are you? I hope you're doing great. Oh, straight from Haiti, Kati. Hello, hello, hello. Ay, 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 Mbote, Yannick, Barbosa, yo, 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 what up? Lilian Ramos, boa noite. Mountain of Inspiration, how are you? Everybody go to Mountain of Inspiration channel and go check the latest video about market share. It's a very good video. And Lilian, boa noite on Facebook, look at this. Moritza, hola. Boa noite, Moritza. Mauriza, however you pronounce it. Free was goody. 
telling you, Malcolm Beats, listen, go check the brand new single with Malcolm Beats on all the platforms and on Malcolm's platform. Oh, you guys are laughing at me on Facebook? <laughs> Yo. There's levels to these things. How you gonna be there, right? How you gonna be there and ask me for Shepo, what up? How you gonna ask me? Gabriel, please explain to me how, what is going on? How can somebody ask me for 30 G's? 30 G's. This is incredible. Emery, what up? Makes no sense. It makes no sense. Nice. Enjoy. What kind of wine are you are you drinking? I mean, I'm asking you now. I'm not. I'm not the pro of wine. My wife is the wine, the wine girl. Me, I don't drink alcohol. Emmanuel, la baronne, what up? Listen. What is this? Malcolm, I'll I'll send you more info. The rest of the messages. It's above freezing in central New York. She. I'm, I'm I'll be there in April. So I'll see. 7:46 in Montreal. Listen, in April 29th when I arrive, please. Weather be cool. Weather be springy. Please. Thirty G's, thirty G's. Alessandra, beijos. Faut faire les dons, elle a dit. Elle est dans pain. Elle est dans pain de ses pain. Yo, listen. You listen. You guys have no clue the things I receive. I receive everything in my in my DMs. There's everything you want. 30K. She has faith in you. She knows you have deep pocket. It's a beautiful compliment. She didn't want to disrespect you. <laughs> $50. Yo. And it's 50 to start. It's just to start. To start our relationship. Yo, Malcolm. I'll send you later. The rest of the things she sent me. M. Jizzle was good. Hola, Vanda, to the bay. Oh, Facebook is Facebook is alive today. Look at this. Sheesh. Ne dors quand même pas trop tard. Ah, hein? oh, good Moscato. Ah, si, ah, si, ah, si, ah, si. Elle, 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 pas de problème, la meuf. Elle, elle est née après la honte. That's crazy. 
Jory, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much for making this song as big as it is by listening to it. This pocket change to Keisha, you guys are crazy. Yeah, so listen, uh, I didn't even reply. So listen, the worst part is even if I did not reply, she kept sending me messages. And she now sends messages all the time. As if nothing happened. Send me some strange pictures, some money requests, and yeah, she just continues chilling. So I don't know. I guess it is what it is. I'm just gonna, you know, what am I gonna do? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What are we gonna do? It is what it is. <clears throat> so listen, what are we gonna talk to tonight? Uh, look at my list. I got a long list of things that I want to talk about. First of all, I want to talk to you about um, the U.S. trying. Karin, hola. So, uh, first of all, I want to talk to. Damn. It, 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 I want to talk to you about the U.S. Uh, wanting. Vraiment, non. <rire> si tu vois, si tu vois le reste des messages, tu comprendrais que non. Ah 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 is going all out uh, against he's uh, going all out against China and uh, I mean as always with the US they are uh, framing it as a protect democracy and whatever and all those stuff but we know it's all about the business and now Biden uh, is saying that TikTok right says all US agencies right all US agencies have 30 days to ban TikTok from US, you know, uh, US government agencies. And in my opinion, if they do it for TikTok, they should do it for Instagram and Facebook and everything else because they, for me, there's no difference. Um, so once portrayed as nothing more than a dance app for kids 
TikTok is under renewed federal scrutiny of a possible implication for national security. The White House Monday moved to ban the popular Chinese-owned social media platform from all government-issued device, giving federal agencies 30 days to delete the app. The guidance has exceptions for law enforcement activities, national security interests and activities, and security research. Um, and they are trying to uh, give Biden the power to enact national nationwide bans on TikTok and other software applications that are threatening national security. Why is the government concerned about TikTok? The Biden administration and lawmakers in both parties have expressed concern that the Chinese Communist Party could gather information about American customers through TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance, or that it could be used to spread misinformation. Word? All right. Blah, 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 blah. Read the article, etc. Let me give you my opinion. Quick. Let me give you my quick, honest opinion about all this BS. Uh, you know, yeah, Canada is doing the same apparently. But Canada is just following the US uh blindly so what they are saying right is that whenever whenever um, an American citizen is using TikTok data and social profiling and whatever whatever is sent to uh the chinese communist which is listen the devil is is a word that is lesser than communist in the u.s so the chinese communist party is gathering information on uh the american citizens through tiktok what you type the things you choose the things you like etc etc right and then it's spreading misinformation. Well, if I'm a Congolese citizen and I live in Kinshasa and I'm using Instagram, Instagram is doing exactly the same. Facebook is doing exactly the same and it has been known that Facebook has been used to gather information about its users and all this information is going where in california in the servers of facebook out there so what is the difference exactly oh yes of course the americans are good and the chinese are evil the world has shown us that these people are amazing so the hypocrisy is amazing because I'm a French citizen. I'm a French citizen. And when I use Facebook, Instagram, my information is not, doesn't stay in France. It goes up there. 
it goes up there in America. I mean, West in America. And the same thing is done. They are checking my habits so that they can feed the algorithms and send me more ads and make money from that. And it's also has been used to spread misinformation. Listen, it's very simple. Back in two years ago, right? In the middle of the pandemic crisis, the information that was spread on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on all the platforms was that, just to give you an example, was that the vaccine would stop transmission. Everybody said that, all governments said that, all government-sanctioned doctors said that, and so we all went and did our shots. And it turns out that, no wait, and if you were, if you were a brilliant doctor, respected by everybody, or you were a journalist, or you are somebody that is looking for answers and you say, it is not sure that the transmission is gonna be stopped by the vaccine. It might reduce hospital, but it will not stop the transmission. So if you have it or not, doesn't really change something. But because everybody had to take it from a political decision, they told anybody, if you contradict what we are saying, you will lose your YouTube channel, you will get demonetized, you will lose your Twitter account, you will lose everything. A lot of people got banned from Twitter, banned from YouTube, banned from everywhere for conspiracy theories. And it ends up that after all the, all the research has been done, taking the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. The facts are saying this. So, and now we ask, when we ask the people from Pfizer, hey, why did you stop? Why did you say that the vaccine was stopping transmission? The guys from Pfizer said, we never said that. It's the governments who said that. It's all the press who said that. President Fauci said it. President Biden said it. Macron said it. Everybody said it. So they had a reason to prevent people from leaving or going to the movies without the vaccine. And they bought all these vaccines, so they had to use them. So if, uh, if, if we call things by their names, all these people and all these platforms and all these journalists, all these media saying that the vaccine would prevent transmission was misinformation. So you are here on all these platforms letting misinformation spread. And when somebody says, I'm not sure, we not the, we don't know yet, or it's not stopping mis uh, uh, it's not stopping transmission from what most the first tests are saying, 
you would lose your channel, you would be demonetized, you would be removed from the platforms, and you would be called uh, senile by, if you, even if you are renowned, yeah, you would be called like, no, no, he lost his mind, oh, uh, conspiracy theorists, anti-vax, this, that, that. So you guys are spreading misinformation, but you are accusing other people of doing the same thing. So you guys should be banned as well from all government agencies. And if I was the president of Congo, of Nigeria, of Togo, of any African country, even from France, I would be like, yeah, listen, same thing. All these social media companies have to be banned from government agencies because they can also spread misinformation about us. Because listen, you can be a president in your country and a dictator in the eyes of the French or the Americans, depending on if they like you or not. So, uh, to give you more opinion, I believe that TikTok is kicking the American companies in the ass. And when the Americans are kicked in the ass they don't like it so they stop playing dirty which is well if because if you you number one now in our country the best thing we can do is to just remove you from the country so that instagram and facebook can stop crying and who's financing our a lot of these politicians it's the Silicon Valley, all these people, the Facebook, the crypto people, the, the, the Googles, all these people. Yeah, they finance all these people. What about the Cambridge Analytica scandal? What about all the Facebook scandal that we had? What about the, all the Google scandals that we had all this time? Spying on everybody, spying on your Wi-Fi, spying your, on your position, Americans and the rest of the world. Oh, no, it's American companies. So, you know, they get a slap in the wrist or a little fine and that's it. But now that you have a Chinese company that is kicking your ass and that all the, the new generation is using, yeah, if you can't beat them, demonize them and say that, yeah, let's ban them so that Instagram can take the place with the Instagram TikTok, which is Reels, or YouTube with the, the YouTube TikTok, which is, what's the name? Whatever they call it, Shorts, or Snapchat that kind of disappeared. And I mean, listen, it's so convenient. It's so, it's so convenient. I'm sorry that at a point, um, I mean, listen, you believe what you want. Uh, I, I believe that it's all just as everything that Americans do. It has nothing to do with protecting Americans. It has to do with protecting your companies from competition. Because if you look well at the world, we have American companies, American, and uh, the, the biggest American company is Google. It's a search engine. All our phones, all all of us, we use Google. Boom. The biggest uh, 
video on demand site is YouTube. Belongs to Google, American company. The places where everybody share information in real time is Twitter, American company. And then you have Instagram where everybody share their photos, where they are, their stories, etc., etc. Snapchat, all these are American companies and everybody's using the internet, the, the, the two web services that are Amazon Web Services and Microsoft Azure. So the internet is actually powered by America. Meaning that if tomorrow I want to ban you from saying whatever you are saying, we can all get together in a secret meeting and say, yo, this Keisha guy, He's saying a little bit too much of the truth. Let's. And all of a sudden, YouTube channel goes away. Twitter, you're banned. You cannot use Uber anymore. You cannot book an Airbnb or remove your PayPal as well because that's an American company as well. Uh, and if you disagree with America, it is kind of easy to just remove you from everywhere that your people are. So... If you are in this position as a, as a creator or as a, somebody who has opinions, you can be scared to give your opinion. You can be scared to, to say, hey, uh, yeah, you can be scared that giving your opinion will get you removed from platforms because it happened to a lot of people. So there's a lot of subject now that if you don't agree with what America think is good, uh, societal subjects, uh, uh, health subjects, this and that, you listen. You, I receive as I, with my for my YouTube channels, I receive an email every month from YouTube with the policies, the policy updates. You cannot say this about Ukraine. You cannot say that about COVID. You cannot say these words. You cannot say those words. You cannot say that uh, uh, such group is this. You cannot say that. Oh, listen, if a man tell you that he's a woman, you can only agree. And if you don't, you're going to have problems, all these things. And there's no room for conversation debates there's no room to disagree because even if you disagree about anything of any of the those subject and you just have a different opinion you might just be removed and the problem with this control over the world population and the world opinion is that if the number one place where all the next generation is going to talk, to watch movie, to to put their life, etc., is TikTok, it's a Chinese company. Well, they are escaping the control of all these people. And listen, I don't understand how all these other countries are just following whatever the, the Americans say. Uh, blindly, I'm not saying that the, chi the chi that China is a is a country full of angels. I'm saying that there's devil devils everywhere. They're all there around us. So, if I was France, 
I would actually push a local champion. If I was Portugal, I would push a local champion as well. I would say, hey, listen, you guys can use Twitter if you want, but we will push this one. And yeah, if something is number one trending topic on Twitter, it's not gonna become something that I use in the news. I would say on the news, in the Portuguese news, I would say, this is the number one topic on Falar. Or if I was in, in, in Congo, I would say, oh, the number one trend on Loba is this, because I would have a Congolese champion. Even for YouTube, do you believe that in, I remember having a conversation with the people in YouTube 10 years ago, and I was telling them, I don't understand why you guys don't monetize videos in Africa. You know that if you have 10 million views in the US, you will get probably uh, $50,000. It fluctuates, it's, it's complicated to calculate, but to simplify, you get 10, you do 10 million views, you get $50,000. If you get 10 million views in France, you might get $30,000 because the, the ads are different from a country to another. If you get 10 million views in Portugal, you will get like 10,000, 8,000. If you make 100 million views in Kinshasa or in Libreville or in Cotonou or in Bamako, you will get zero. You know why? Because there's no ads in Africa. And why there's no ads? Just because there's no uh, companies that are, uh, are doing this. YouTube is not selling those ads for those countries. And they are actually not even interested in trying anything in these markets. Because even if there's a lot of people who are and more and more people watching YouTube and all these. And if you're watching from Africa High, it's now there's no there's no infrastructure that gives incentive to these American companies who are making money in their market, plus every developed market. So Europe, uh, Canada, America, maybe Japan and developed countries, they make enough money, billions every month, so that they just put YouTube for free in, in, the, in Africa, but with no ads because yeah, who cares? There's no money out there. That's how they say. So I was talking to the number two or number three or number four, I don't remember, of YouTube France. And I was like, hey, guys, I believe that you should either talk to a, a Congolese company that sell ads to African TVs already and see if they can also sell those same ads uh, from and be the, the in-between because back in the day there was a company called Double Click, and Double Click was a company that would sell ads. You would buy the ads to Double Click, and Double Click would do the ad campaigns for you. And then YouTube bought Double Click, or Google bought them, and it turned them into this massive thing where you can buy your ads yourself. So you can buy ads on Facebook, you can buy ads on 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 YouTube, and all these places. But if you're in Africa, yeah, you will not see ads 
on I mean 10 years ago maybe he's been changing hopefully but and me I was like imagine the implication of that if you are a singer right and you like me if you are like me your YouTube channel can pay your rent plus the food plus the school of the children that's my position my YouTube channel every month boom pays for all these things and i'm here i'm doing my show etc etc I'm, I'm i'm having music videos i'm having all sorts of content on my youtube channel and everything you watch on my youtube channel from europe from the us from canada etc etc generates money but if you are watching my content from kinshasa i'm generating zero revenue meaning that if i'm a kinshasa artist i'm a local artist the only thing I can do is hope that my, I get a market outside of my country because in my country, I cannot make money from my YouTube channel. So you have all these artists that have millions of views from millions of people out there in Congo and Cameroon and other, other cities and, and countries in, in, in Africa. And they don't make money from those millions of views. because YouTube is not interested in monetizing out there. It's too complicated, uh, you know, uh, savages. So this is the situation where we are, where all the, champ the champions of the, the mega giants of tech who are deciding culture, who are deciding who's wrong or right, etc., who are banning people, censoring people, etc., are all Americans. So they will all protect the interests of America, which is understandable, the American companies, and they have to also obey the laws and policies of their countries. So I don't disagree with that, it's normal. But if I'm a Congolese artist, all these platforms are useless to me. In reality, you can have the, yeah, you can have a worldwide uh, reach you can have a place where you can put your videos for free but the only way for you to make money is to do shows so you stuck there you stuck out there in your country and your dream is to leave and go make it in France or somewhere else if we had local champions if we had a Congolese YouTube that was in the local market, and listen, at a point, I was even thinking 15, 15 years ago, I was thinking maybe I should create a company in Congo and be the company that go see different places and sell them the idea of having ads so that if I have enough clients, I'm buying the, 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 the ads. And maybe I could be the, you know, tell YouTube, hey, listen, there's X millions of people here, X amount of phones. We will be the connection. We will buy the ads for you. You play the ads, you give us 20%. I was thinking about that, but I was completely fooling my career at that time. So I was not 
I didn't have the 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 the, the mental space to to do that thing. But I was like, yo, somebody should do it. And it takes us to this thing where if we had a local champion, well, as an artist, yeah, you would still put your music on YouTube to make money maybe from the views outside, but then you would geolocalize your, your video so that they only play outside of Africa. And then if people want to see your videos inside of Africa or Congo, or wherever you, it would only play in that other platform. We could call that platform Tala. Tala means to watch in Lingala. So imagine you have the Tala platform in, in Congo and then listen, in that platform, you can post your videos and you can monetize and you can get money from views that are paid to you directly on your cell phone using the all the M-Pesa systems, the, the, the credits that you get money directly from your phone in, in, as a credit that everybody's using in Africa. Uh, and you can you could post you could make a, a an app that has where you can post your photos you can post your videos and you can receive donations and maybe you can even even do your live streams directly in that app and so i'm talking about somewhere where it's complicated da, 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 da. if i'm in france can you imagine that before youtube in france you had daily motion daily motion was created before youtube and it was exactly the same as youtube but the french government instead of pushing it or letting the the private sector push that thing because they were trying to protect television they put a lot of of obstacle to the to the way of daily motion and at a point daily motion now it's just yeah listen forget about it and everybody went to youtube but i remember before creating my youtube account in 2005 or 2006 i had a i had a daily motion account i remember because the the creator of daily motion sent me an email telling me thank you so much for coming and bringing all your people because i remember when i did it the dj sonador the 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 luis abju all my my core fans, they all came with me and they all created an account and I, they all followed me. So they was like, wow, when you create it and the, the, the CEO told me, hey, when you created your account here, a thousand people created accounts just to follow you. So they were like, hey, thank you for coming. And they verify my channel directly, etc. They show me, etc. But they were not monetizing. And when YouTube arrived after, I don't know how long, maybe a year, or maybe two years, I'm not sure. At a point, I was I was using Vidler, I was using Daily Motion and another site, but YouTube won because they came to me and they said, "Hey, you can monetize your video." And I started making, I think from the get go, I started making 800 euros every month. So that was my rent. I was like, "Yo, that's amazing." Now imagine if you were an African artist and you didn't need to leave Africa to make it and you can make it from your country not forced to perform but you can start making money from your your music and the, 
the problem to me is all these governments all around the world, yeah, they're letting American companies dictate everything. You go in France, yeah, listen, it's all about Twitter, it's all about YouTube, it's all about all these things, and there's no local champion. As a French citizen, I find it as dangerous that all my data is going to California the same way as the Americans don't want the data of their citizen going to China. And the same way as the Chinese don't want their data going to to, to America. And in all fairness, we all know that the, the, in China, listen, there's no YouTube, there's no this, there's no that. So yeah, for them, it's like, no, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't need your, all your stuff and all your, all your BS. We don't need it here. So yeah, to me, I believe that's just, yeah, American companies, companies crying that, uh, this, listen, it's the same way as when Angola started buying all Portugal, all of a sudden they got removed from Switch one day like this. They got removed from Swift and they, they were like, yeah, you cannot use dollars anymore. So all of a sudden they lost all, all purchasing power outside of Angola because they were buying everything already. So somebody went to cry and poof. I mean, listen, it is what it is. Good luck to everybody involved. <laughs> Let me see. What do you guys think about it? Again, your show, this show is supported by your super chat. I accept $30,000. <laughs> Yo. Uh, but he's going to Washington rather than Beijing. And that's all the US government cared about. Yep. Yep. One of the few Christian fundamentalist friends I have remain actually commended remaining actually commended you for admitting to being wrong on the job. On the job. Yeah, listen. To me, I don't believe it was dangerous to do it. I mean, no. I do believe it was dangerous to do it because some people had very, very, very dangerous side effects. Lucky for me, I was good and actually only did one job because I already had COVID once. So the the my my oh, I did two I did two jabs. Had COVID once and then I do I did two 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 jabs, but in reality, uh, you know, coming out of this traumatized by the being sick to death. Yeah, listen, at a point you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, if it, if, if it can prevent me from that, good. But when you realize that those jabs actually only work for six months and not the long period that they said, yeah, listen, you got, you got to admit because me, as I always said, and I've been saying this since episode one. I'm not religious about my opinions because they are opinions. If the facts contradict my opinions, then my opinions will change. This is what you call evolving, learning, and yeah, listen. Sometimes you will say it's raining outside and you open the window 
and the sun smiles to you, well, I was wrong. Other people, no, it's raining. It's just raining further. And it, like, that's the world of today. People never want to admit that they're wrong for some reason that I have no idea why. Naomi, hello. Hello from Brazil. Listen, I have to go back to Brazil. I have to go to Porto Seguro and perform. Je suis innocent. <laughs> Listen, let's call it what it is. Let's say what they don't want to say. <laughs> La milliardaire, what up? On dort pas à cette heure-ci, c'est comment? Oh, c'est chic bag. Hello, les filles. What up, LS? How are you? Welcome. Everybody, if you didn't see uh, Seshik Mag episode of Club Shada, go watch the replay. That was cool. Tala, yeah? Listen. LS, let me tell you what it is. When it comes to ideas, I'm a genius. I can give you ideas for everything and I could be an amazing consultant on anything. If I really wanted to do this business as a consultant, uh, people don't know about it because I sign confidential agreements whenever I do it. But um, I mean, I can, I can say that I did it. It's just that I cannot say about what. But I've been a consultant for YouTube. I've been a consultant for um, a platform that doesn't exist anymore. That was artist. It was a kind of a competition for SoundCloud and 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 iTunes. I've been a consultant for uh, Believe, which is my my music distribution on their their new application Encore. I was I was better testing the app two months before it, it was released. I better tested uh, for. Uh, Google, uh, I, 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 I was uh, under NDA, so I could not talk about it. Of course, I saw like the new version of YouTube and tested it way before it was, uh, it was ready for the public. Give my opinion, tell them what I think they should change, etc., etc. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, listen, I consulted for a lot of artists, a lot of labels. Uh, I have ideas like things that can be done. The problem most of the time is that if we want to do an application like that, if we don't have the government giving us the infrastructure, we just need the infrastructure and a push and all the media using those places because that's where we are rather than places that belong to people who don't have our interest at heart. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because you can, you can get your thing removed just like that. Just because all you need is somebody who's watching your video, doesn't like it. And somebody that doesn't like it and um, believes that you are, your voice is too big, too whatever, whatever. And all of a sudden, people start inventing stuff on you. And you wake up one day and all your stuff is gone. And for this, all these companies cannot be hegemonic. 
they need true competition. YouTube needs a real competitor, a place where the traffic is the same amount. Like you divide all the traffic going to YouTube, half of this should go to another platform and maybe, a and listen, a third of it should go to another platform and another third should go to a third platform. And one must be an American company, another one must be European, another one must be, I don't know, Thai or Chinese, Japanese uh, or African. That would, that would be amazing. South African, for example, or Nigerian, where, and listen, it's, it's, more, it's harder for us creators because if you want to be seen everywhere, you have to upload your video in all the places or three times but listen we'll find a way we'll find places that or maybe we can sync like for example on rumble uh let me go let me see on rumble i think my channel if i remember well let me see can i sign in here yeah all right so on rumble um my channel can i see my channel there you go yeah you see my channel on on rumble it's after after three days everything i upload on youtube gets uploaded on rumble i mean i don't know if it's everything everything but i, I mean i don't I listen i don't use rumble so but but all these videos are videos from from two three days ago so those are the clips from Bonnie's episode and then uh the live stream look this is the live stream with with ls and 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 ak from sishik and you can watch it and it's this is automatic this is automatically uh you see it's automatically synced so i would say that uh it's good that you have a platform like this but we need more we need we need to have like those platforms need to and listen i was more for one platform because it's it's more simple to to handle for us creators but a lot of these platforms are now abusing their power so and they just yeah decided like and a lot of people have been burned with the pandemic stuff and now the, the the ukraine stuff a lot of people like it's not that they want to say it's not even people who want to go conspiracy theory some people just want to have disagreement or ask questions or just say hey, what about this hey, hey and what about that and oh, look, oh did we think about this before doing this and we're, we're like Hey, we're sending all this money there, but we have people dying here. Like, how do you like have these conversations? And if you turn on TV, nobody will, nobody is having those conversations. Everybody's just saying the same thing, and you have fake debates on TV where everybody is agreeing, and you're like, "Why well, am I watching you guys? I need to have four people giving four different opinions so I can make my own opinions." But now, people, the the media of today. And all these platforms is like, no, no, listen, this is the way we're going. So everybody's just reciting the thing one after the other. And you're like, 
okay. And whenever you see somebody that is disagreeing, oh, it's, he's a devil. And that's super complicated. So we need, we need real competition. Merci, Keisha. So open to your ideas. Je vais te voir. Listen, that's, um, I believe that, listen, a Congolese or a Ivory Coast or an African giant, like an African super giant with servers and all our information in Africa. Because those are, listen, it is amazing when you have a country that is storing all our information out there in America, is complaining about a Chinese company that is storing the information in China. When, yeah, all these American companies, they also respond to America. And when we had the Arab Spring, when you guys destabilized a whole region, the Americans, the CIA, they were happy to say, yeah, 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 we, we, we use Twitter and Facebook to, to destabilize and create the mobilization of all these people. So oh, if you look at it from the point of view of the good guys, which is the Occident, us, yeah, amazing. We use Twitter to create change in those people. They needed the change. But when the same Facebook is used in France for the Gilets Jaunes to do public protest, all of a sudden, yeah, somebody has to do something about this Facebook thing. They're using Facebook. They have Facebook groups full of black blocks and Antifa and racist and this and demonizing. And I was like, and me, I was like, well, that's the French Springs. And then they were like, no, 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 this is, those people are anarchists. They want to change everything. Yeah, no, they want, they want the same thing as you did to the other countries. And when it when the same platforms are used against you or to hold you accountable, there's nobody. You all run away. <laughs> Yo, you guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. It was an amazing show. It's true. I hope everybody has downloaded the Seshik Mag. All right, listen. I have 30 minutes left and I'm going to tell you a story. It's story time. Let me remove the banning of TikTok from my list of things that I want to talk about. Damn, I have, I have so many things that I want to talk about. But today, it's story time. It's story time. I want to talk to you about a song that I did 30 years ago. 20 years ago, sorry. 20 years ago. And the name of this song is Motema. And what I want to do actually is tell you the story about this song. So let me play you just a little bit of the song. Um, Motema. All right. So Motema came out in 19 years ago in my album, African Bohemian. Um, and uh, oh, 18 years ago, 2005. And um, it's a song that goes like this. Hey girl. Hey girl. You know what they say. 
This is Motema uh, from my album African Bohemian, uh, released in 2004, uh, fourth album. And uh, listen, if you love that song, give me some uh, rainbows in the chat. And uh, let me tell you the story of uh, this song. Because I believe that, <laughs> I mean, you know, love songs are inspired by so many different things. And people don't even realize, like, the stories that us artists uh, are uh, go through to to write those songs. So, back in two thousand and three, I think. 2004 yeah back when i was doing the album or maybe a little bit before i don't remember i'm not sure i was going or, or maybe it was before maybe it was 2002 2000 I, listen it's been too long i forgot but i was always at Champs-Élysées. I was always walking around at Champs-Élysées because my house was not far away. Uh, I was between my mom's house in Le Valois and my place, uh, my studio. Uh, I had a little room that belongs to my to my, to my my mom in uh, the 16th district. And I was back and forth and all the rest of the time I was traveling and performing. And so I was always like, I was not too much in Châtelet Leal, where it was not too much my thing at that time. I was really more, yeah, listen, I would just leave my house um, and walk. Actually, I would walk until the Champs-Élysées. So Champs-Élysées from my house was like 45 minute walk when it was good weather. So that, that, that summer, good weather. So I would leave my house and I would walk from uh, uh, I would walk from 
from Boulevard Montmorency to Metro Jasmin. Then I would arrive to Metro La Muette, Passy. Then I would go either from Rue de Passy or either arrive to Avenue Paul Doumer. Yeah. And just go straight to the Trocadero. And then from the Trocadero, I would take one of the big avenues to the Champs-Élysées. So, yeah. Half an hour walk, 40, 40 minutes walk. I would do this every day. Probably leave my house around 1 p.m., 12, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., not sure. And then we'd just walk and go to the Champs-Élysées. And I would just chill there, stay there, eat something at Impala Lounge uh, or maybe the mood. And then, yeah, go just walk around and sit on the terrace and meet meet with people randomly or maybe meet with friends and go to la galerie des champs that was the place that i would always go so <laughs> so uh i'm i'm gonna ask her i'm gonna ask her don't worry actually i invited her already to celebrate the 20 years of her album but Sumia is not a night person. She she sleeps early and the show is at night. So she's saying that we would have to to pre-record it. So yeah. Anyway, let me tell my story. So these day I remember I was walking to um in the Champs-Élysées as always, and sometimes, you know. Galerie des Champs, which is on the 50-something of Champs-Élysées Avenue. Uh, you have the Champs-Élysées uh, en uh, entrance. And then you have the gallery goes on one side to Rue de Berry. I remember because my school was there. And then you have another one that is taking you to Rue de Pontieux. And that day, uh, I decided to go to Rue de Pontieux because I was bored of always going back and forth on Champs-Élysées. And I go in the back of this, the, 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 on the parallel street at the back of Champs-Élysées, which is Rue de Pontieux. And so I'd cross Galerie des Champs, uh, ch chill, see some friends, da, 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 da. And then I just want to walk around. So I go to Rue de Pontieux and I go down the street and I go down to an, a gallery that is a little more classy uh, because okay so for those who don't know uh champs-elysees in so in paris champs-elysees so you have the the big avenue and you have a lot of galleries on on that are just crossing those big buildings that you see on the side and on the on the right side going up you have a lot of galleries and so, so galerie des champs is the the the, 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 the most famous one but you also have other galleries. And uh, there was this, I don't know if the name of that gallery was Point Show. Listen, I don't remember. But I remember that that day, I had an interview in an African radio that was there. Uh, I don't know if the name is Gallery Point Show or I don't know which one, but it's a gallery that is way more down the streets. So it's not near, it's between Franklin Roosevelt Metro and a little bit down in the avenue there's a gallery with i would say classier stores and and places so i do my interview uh then i go there and uh 
Hola. And I, as I'm walking around in uh, that gallery, I see a girl. Listen, she was one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. Listen, she was perfect in everything. She was very classy. Uh, she looked, I don't know, listen, uh, she was just perfect. For my taste, she was just the perfection of a woman. And I see her and I was like, oh my God. And she was just there walking in the gallery as well, looking at stuff, looking at stores. And Mia was there too. And I was looking at her and I was like, oh. And listen, she was so beautiful. You sound like you're still in love with Paris. I will always be in love with Paris. That's where I grew up. So. Yeah, maybe a second or third house. First, Lisbon, Bangkok. So I see the girl and I'm like, oh God. Listen, I was just like love at first sight. For real, for real. And I think she saw me because she was looking at me from time to time and she was like, but she's now not looking at me, but looking at me. You see what I mean? And you know, we don't know each other. Me, when I don't know people, I don't go talk to her. I don't talk to them. If I don't know you, I respect you or your space. I've always been like this. That's how I was raised. So I just know that, damn, this girl was amazing, but maybe she knows somebody that I know. And like me, that's always all I was like. Listen, if it's meant to be, somebody will introduce us to each other. So, um, yeah. Now I'm here. Uh, so now I'm walking the gallery, but I'm actually not really walking the gallery. I'm just walking hoping to cross her path like every time so i'm just there chilling da, 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 and i see her every time i see her she goes in the store me i go in another store i know she's looking at me i know i'm looking at her da, da, da. then at a point i just at a point she just leaves the gallery and i'm like damn she's perfect she's amazing <laughs> oh lord i don't know who she is i don't know where she comes from but she is amazing all right so uh Time goes by, uh, maybe two, three days, four days later, I think I go on the weekend, I go perform somewhere, I come back from my show, da 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 da, back in Paris, uh, and as always, yeah, I go have a lunch with a friend, we we eat at Impala Lounge, we there chilling, etc. as always, talking about where, where, where we, where's the party tonight, blah, 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 and uh, as always, I'm walking to Champs-Élysées. So that was my routine. So I'm going down, going up. I remember, I remember that day. I met Kofi Olomide. I remember that day. He was like, hey, oh, Petit, yeah, how you doing? I was like, oh, hey, Kofi, how you doing? He's like, yeah, how's your dad? I said, oh, he's good. Hey, tell your dad I said hi. And hey, listen, your dad told me we have to do a song together. And that's true. We have to do a song together. And I was like, yeah, we should do something. Well, let's do a track together. And listen, we never did that track. Anyway, another story. So, 
I see the girl again. It's a woman, I know, but I like to say girl. So I walk around again and I'm going to my usual track, which is going to this and going to Galerie des Champs-Élysées, then going to Galerie du Claridge. Uh, and then I go to Galerie Point Show. Uh, and again, she's here shopping. And I look at her and I'm like, oh my God, she's so amazing. She is just God drew her and I'm like yo and listen I don't speak to people that I don't know I speak to people if I know them or if there's a reason or maybe there's something happening and there's an interaction that goes and then maybe from there but if there's no connection I will not go and invade your 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 your, your space but I'm, I'm there and I'm like, I'm looking at her and sometimes she's looking at me and then, and then, yeah, after that, you know, at a point after staying in the gallery for too long, I'm just continue walking and go to another gallery and I see her walking, her body's perfect, her face is perfect, everything is perfect. She's just the dream, the African, dream African woman. I was like, oh my God. So... I continue walking that day. I walk until Chatelet, and live my life, go to party, blah, 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 live my life. And for a whole, I would say, three or four months, I would meet her like that. From time to time, I would cross paths. And I remember that the, the last times that we met, she was starting to even smile and look at me and I think she liked me too. I like her, she liked me. And listen, it was clear that, yeah, when she was looking at me, she was like, yeah, he's cute. He's, 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 he's looking great. He's, damn, he's perfect. And me, I was looking at her like, damn, she's perfect. But listen, hey, I was shy. So I never spoke to her. And uh, at a point uh, travel, I go to, where did I go at that time? That was probably 2002. I think I went to, I went on tour somewhere. I did a tour, I went on tour. I went to the West Indies, of course. I went in Martinique. I went. I did Martinique, Guadeloupe, Guyane, Saint Martin, uh, Marie Galante. I, I, I did all the French Caribbean islands, and I did a tour of two months. So for two months, I'm away, and uh, then I come back home, uh, back in Paris, just fresh from traveling, etc. And my my dad calls me. And say, ah, oh, son, where are you? I said, oh, I'm, I just arrived in Paris. And she's like, oh, I'm going, to, I'm coming to Paris tomorrow. I'm like, oh, amazing. Uh, okay, perfect. He says, okay, so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's meet. If, are you around? I said, yeah, I'm around. I'm, I'll, I'll be in Paris. And listen, even if I was not around, I, I would make myself available. So, okay, my dad tells me, hey, um, Tomorrow I'll be uh, I'll be lunching with um, 
some friends and some some politicians and at uh, at Le Fouquet, which is a, a famous hotel restaurant in uh, in Paris, and my father always goes there when he when he's uh, having his, his his lunches. So he's like, yeah. I'll be at Fouquet, so when I'm at Fouquet's, you know, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. And yeah, pass by around 2, a, 2 p.m. So 1 p.m., I'm ready, showered, uh, dressed, and waiting for my dad to call me. My dad finally calls me, tells me, hey, we are at Fouquet's, uh, come meet us. So I'm there going to the Fouquet's, and I'm at the Champs Elysees, and in, in my head, I'm like, yeah, Champs Elysees, cool. Haven't been there for like two months. Da, da, da. Hey, when I'm done talking with my dad, maybe I can go to the gallery and maybe the girl will be there. Who knows? Because it seems like we always cross paths. So maybe she lives around there. I live not too far. I don't even know where she's from. What's her country? Listen. So uh, I arrived there. My daddy's there. Tells me, hi, oh, son, how are you doing? Long time. I haven't seen my dad at that point. I didn't see my dad for like two, three months. He was in Congo. So, ah, da, da. Uh, how are you? Da, I'm good. Da, 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 da. You remember Tonton Jean-Marie? Yeah, I remember him. Uh, introduced me to some people. And then my dad tells me, oh, and do you remember when you were kids, uh, your, co your cousin Hortense? And I'm like, uh, who? He's like, yeah, you bro, remember your cousin? And she introduced me to my cousin. And the cousin is the girl. <laughs> and she's like, don't you remember? Whatever, whatever. And I see her and she sees me and I know that when she sees me, she's in despair too. Because I know, because we talk after. But when she sees me, she's like, oh no, that's the guy. And me, I'm like. And she's like, hey, because we've been seeing each other for four months without talking to each other and nothing. And then my dad says, no, no, she's your cousin. And I'm like, so we just like, hey. Hey, where are you and so my dad tells me yeah stay with your cousin a little bit we're gonna talk politics we're gonna you know when my dad talks politics listen he for your own protection is better you not knowing nothing so they stay on their table so i stay with my newfound cousin and i look at her and she looks at me and she's like i can't believe you my cousin and I'm like, I can't believe you, my cousin. And she's like, oh my God. And she tells, she tells me, listen, every time I was looking at you, I was like, when is he gonna talk to me? Da, 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 da. It turns out we cousins. <laughs> I was like, nah. And I was like, oh shit. Are you feeling the same thing I'm feeling? And she's like, yes. Oh no. <laughs> So, uh, we start talking. We're, listen, she was just perfect. And, uh, I mean, she was my cousin. So, 
it turns out that um of course we we, we kept in touch exchanged numbers because we were always seeing each other we were always in the same um at a point we start going to the same parties she would call me i'm going to this party are you going hey cousin da, da, da. So, listen so the thing is this you're my cousin we're from the same family so my family is huge so whatever the the cousinage listen if that's it we're cousins we're cousins so uh directly we just we kind of uh yeah, forget that we like each other because we cousins. So she stopped calling me Motema. Because she was and she was always like, oh my God. She was like, and she was telling her friends, uh, uh, yeah, listen, I used to I used to be in love with this guy, but then I realized it's my cousin. I used to I would, I used to like this guy, like see him all the time, and then yeah, we realized we cousin, and then she would introduce me, and she was like, oh my god, that's Keisha, yeah, yeah, Keisha's my cousin, da, da, da. I didn't even know, that da, da. I didn't remember, and then I was I was there uh, chilling, and then I met his dad, and then his dad told me, oh, my son is coming, you remember my son when you were kids, and I was like, so, she start calling me Motemananga, which means my heart. And even if we, 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 we never did and nothing, uh, she, she just had affection for me. And she was like, hey, even if we cannot be together because it's family, you're always going to be my heart. And because so she's, uh, that's when I realized that she was Congolese as well, et cetera, et cetera. And she was the, the, the daughter of I don't know who. That's when... Uh, she started calling me Motema all the time. And then she was always like, oh, Motema, Motema Nanga, oh, Motema, Motema. Like, you know, and every time, yeah, listen, we would go to the club together. And listen, I'm, listen at that time, I, I, I had girls everywhere. So it was not like, a, but it's, it's really that I really felt a, 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 a specific vibration with her. But so we were cousins. So, uh, so she kept calling me Motema, Motema. And I remember one day, and she was like, oh, my cousin, one day you have to do a song about me. And I was like, yeah, I'll do a song about you. You'll see. In my next album, I'll do a track about you. And I did that track, Motema. And actually, it's a song for my cousin. There you go. So that's the story of Motema. Vraiment. Ah! So one day I'll call her. One day I'll call her on video and see what she's become now. I mean, I remember last, like, last time, last time I saw her, she was getting married. So I don't know. She, I remember when she introduced me to her, 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 her future husband. The guy was like, I think he was from Ivory Coast. From I don't remember, but the guy was a little bit like, uh, how you know Keisha, and and then she, because she was so, oh, what damn I got? And the guy was like. Mm. And she was like, oh, that's my cousin. It was, then the guy was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll... So she introduced me to the guy. And then I would always see them in the parties. So we would always party together and stuff and stuff. And yeah, then I did the song. And yep. Quel tristesse. Quel tristesse. <laughs> Keisha was still in his young phase of the life. So of course she's a girl. Yeah, of course. Listen. Oh, P.I., what up? 
Congrats for the show. You're doing a show somewhere, right? Oh, that's of course I take a show. Listen. So yeah, that was the story of of Motema. And listen, the beauty of this to me is that uh, my most iconic songs, uh, they all have a beautiful story behind them, and uh, this one is is the same thing. It's a it's a great story. So next time I'll tell you a, a, a story of the song that was that I wrote for the girl that is sending me crazy messages now. The psycho. She had a song too, and but yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, listen. If you enjoyed that 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 story and you enjoyed that that conversation, put me a lot of rainbows in the chat, and uh, I'm gonna go and get some rest because I'm waking up super early tomorrow to go to the gym, and uh, I'm having some people do some stuff in the kitchen tomorrow. This show is brought to you by Shadowware, the gods of good fortune. It is 2 a.m. and 8 minutes here in Lisbon, Portugal. Blessed to the stream royalty, Dantana and Emmanuel Etienne. And I'm going to leave you with that song that I wrote for my cousin called Motema. And I dedicate this song to all the people who had one day an impossible love that turn into a great friendship. All right? <laughs> Have a great night, chat again. Peace. Hey girl. Hey girl. You know what they say. Everybody has that special someone. Talk about the NFT next week. Before I met you
you forever me Putting on a Side. 